welcome to the Three Lefts Make Right podcast. We're Danny and Kevin, aka the Van Dukes. This podcast is all about rolling with the unexpected turns in life and sharing lessons from the road less traveled. This is a place where we share conversations with open minds traveling the open road. We hope these conversations inspire your inner gypsy and get you to adventure before dementia. The best time is now to start living your dream life. Welcome to Van Live, where we fair where, where we share our favorite slice of van life, the community. Today we got Steve on, free tired. He's one of our favorite kooks, and he's one of the smartest kooks that we know. And we're really excited to have him on. We met him at Descend on Bend like two years ago, or three three years ago now. Is it? Yeah, I think it has been. It was the original Descend on Bend. Oh wow! Yeah. And we got some people chiming in already. So what's up to all you kooks out there? What's up, Ronald? I threw some links up in there. So first off, there's a link in there. We're doing a 14-day fasting challenge. You know, the kooks are always up to some crazy health hacks. <laughs> so we're on the 14-day. We're not fasting for 14 days, but we're uh, doing intermittent fasting. And then we've been social media fasting, but we're back. We got the the real van kooks on Facebook, and we opened up a DIY van build support group. And Steven's there, so ask him a bunch of questions. He's a genius. Yeah, Steven's <laughs> agreed to answer all the questions in the group. So thanks, Steven. And uh, without further ado, I guess we'll bring on our guest, uh, Free Tired. We met this guy in Descend on Bend, and been friends ever since and he we did a van tour with him and it really exploded the channel yeah it went <laughs> it went viral so well we're going to bring on steven free tired right now if i can figure out how to work the app um <laughs> i thought maybe i could still get out of it <laughs> <He's> like, <"Yay."> <laughs> <laughs> you guys are setting some pretty high expectations i should have read the fine print <laughs> It was white. It was white fine print. So you couldn't yeah, get out of it. it. Gets me every time. <laughs> so we got Steven on here. His uh, website is freetired.org. So make sure you check that one out. Uh, he's got a lot of cool stuff on here. He's also got a cool project here going on. He's uh, working on some cool stuff. He's got his brand going. So what's going on here, Steve? What? What? Is it nowhere vans or now here vans? I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, <laughs> I like it. That's what I think. <laughs> it's both. Uh, no, it's it's nowhere vans, but like I like that it could also be read as now here vans because um, the basic. We'll talk more about this as we get into it a little bit, I'm sure. But the basic idea is to kind of do builds uh, seasonally, maybe, and travel the rest of the time. I like my lifestyle a lot right now where I you know, live on the road and I don't want to give that completely up with doing van builds. So the idea is to do like van, you know, some build seasons, maybe for like the winter and then travel the rest of the time. Maybe we'll do some nomadic builds periodically. Uh, who knows? So it's nowhere and now here all at the same time. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what we want to do is just like seasonally build vans. Because we enjoy building the vans. We enjoy um, just the challenge of the everyday projects. But we do love van life. And that's mm -hmm. why we do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And sure. like, <laughs> we took the year off. We almost like traded places. I got an ad run in here. <laughs> almost okay. traded places here. We built the van and you got to have fun. And then we switched and you have been busy, dude. But first off, yeah. I'm sure you guys have seen this. Uh, somehow yeah, charcoal. Back. Somehow Charco conned us into uh, letting him run the channel for the day. <laughs> I know. I think that's pretty funny that you guys aren't even on the, in the video. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. I'm like, man, everyone thinks Thomas is the Van Kook for the most part. He's a so, yeah. very Van acceptable Van Kook. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So we put the tour up, man, and it seemed like a lot of stuff really started going on for you. Is that where kind of everything came from, this last van project, or how did that all Yeah, man, I owe, I owe all credit to the Van Kooks for <laughs> and, we all, and it comes full circle. We owe all our credit to you. Yeah, yeah it's a positive feedback loop. Mutually yeah. beneficial relationship. Um, yeah, so like the, the tour was cool because I got a lot of people that are interested in van life that now follow me from that. And, you know, I always got a lot of questions about like, do I build vans? Will I build a van like this for someone else? You know, and I was always like, ah, eh, no, I don't really want to do that. I kind of like my life, but I like traveling and yeah. I'm not really in work mode right now. And so, um, I probably, I don't know, you know, that was sort of my, my default response is like, yeah, I'm not really trying to be a van builder maybe someday you know I'll, I'll do something and it's always been in the back of my mind like okay maybe one of these days I'll you know when I'm done traveling like maybe I'll get into building vans you know as my next career move or, or whatever um, but I hadn't really given it too much serious thoughts until uh, just recently um, when uh, I built this van over the summer for well, we should maybe back up a little bit with like where the whole story goes so, before we get too far into that. So I have been living in my van for like four years now and kind of ready to do something else. And so I got on this idea of building out a bus and bought that in uh, in spring. I actually bought a bus with the intent to build it out and I'm working on that right now. But I got a little sidetracked because right after I bought my bus and got back to Wisconsin, someone, uh, well, namely Holland, Holland Roden reached out to me and asked if I wanted to do a van build for her. And, you know, normally I'm like, yeah, not really. I don't really do van builds, but I was kind of already in that mode. And, you know, she told me a little bit about like what she was looking for and she had found me through the van tour um, of, you know, my, the van and the shower one specifically. And she was like, this is exactly, you know, what I want to do. I want the 144 van. I want to, you know, fit as much into it as I can. And like, she had seen that I was back in Wisconsin and like kind of doing a build anyway. So she was like, maybe this guy will help me out. Cause she wanted to be involved in it and help and to film this YouTube series for it. So, you know, it's not like you can really do that going to a professional shop or anything. And, you know, cause she wanted to learn and help. So I thought it sounded like a cool project and the timing was good. And so I decided to, to do it and take it on. And so this summer was spent doing her build. And at, throughout that process, I kind of, you know, was thinking a bit more about maybe this is the time that I want to do this, um, you know, start actually doing van builds. And so 
ultimately that's kind of what I, where I ended up. Uh, I've got a business partner who's a good friend of mine who we do, we do a lot of construction projects together and we built a few vans together before this one as well. And uh-huh. so, you know, we kind of said, all right, like now's the time let's, let's do it. So we're, yeah, we're jumping into it and it all kind of originated with, uh, with you guys and with that tour. That's so awesome. Yeah. Wow. We were, that yep. was actually my question. I was like, did she, <laughs> did she find you through the van tour? Cause you're, she, the shower that did, you put yeah. in there was like in hers was like yours, but different. Uh-huh. It had a recirculating shower. That's oh, yeah. so awesome. Did you ha- put like UV stuff in there? How did that go? We, uh, we put a series of filters. We actually didn't do UV um, just cause we were kind of space constrained. And, you know, we talked through the reasons you may need it and might not. And it uh, just wasn't something that, any of us felt was a huge priority. This was the first research shower that I had built. Um, and, you know, research showers are not super common out there. There's a few companies and people doing them, but, you know, you, there's not a lot of like established, you know, design documentation on them. Most people do a UV filter, but, um, you know, with the system that I put together, you're using the water that you're using is, um, is ultimately, you know, coming from the fresh tank and, after you shower or after it comes out once, you know, it goes through, if you're in research mode, goes through this series of filters right back up. So it's, it's pretty fresh water. It's not like it's been sitting around for a long time. Like you, you're recirculating it and using it, but there's really shouldn't be anything in there that you like need to kill with the UV filter. So mm-hmm. we opted not to do that, but like, yeah, it goes through a series of filters. Um, the one I made is for her is all automated. So um, it's actually run through a, a programmable logic controller, a PLC, and you just press a couple buttons to put it in like research mode or normal mode, and it automatically like switches all the valves. It goes through a little sequence of like, I'm not going to get too much into the detail because I don't want to like, you know, give everything away. But yeah. um, you know, it goes through like it's not it's not that complicated. Um, but there's a little bit of a trick to like getting the sequencing right and making sure that you know it, it just all works smoothly. Um, so that's run through like a logic controller and you can put it in research mode where it just researches the water and it runs through a, uh, a little heater as well to reheat the water in research mode. So like it doesn't get cold, you know, you can take a really long hot shower, uh, on just about two gallons of water really as long as you want. Um, so it's, it's pretty slick. I actually, I actually used it just about a week ago myself. (laughs) Yeah, because you get to borrow the van, right? I, well, I kind of stole it, you know. Holland uh, <laughs> was, was out of town, and I had to do a little work on her van, and we had to get some content. But I was like, hey, can I just steal your van for a few days? This is way easier than, like, <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was cool. But um, it was also a good opportunity to spend a little more time going over some of that stuff and just, like, documenting it for my own purposes. Because in the middle of, like, building all of it, you know, it was kind of rushed and there wasn't a whole lot of time spent to like measure out like how big did we end up making this cabinet and you know, how big was the bench compared to the counter space and whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Every time we sell a van, we literally are like, we should have taken the measurements. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That feeling. Oh my gosh. So dude, the van, man, it's totally loaded. Like, yeah, it has yeah. like Tesla batteries. <laughs> Give like, us a little de- run in on that. I mean, I, yeah, I was looking yeah. at it and I was like, dude, Steven did it again. Yeah. Like, how did I not get to do this tour? Like, Holland, <laughs> come, 
<laughs> we do really good with Steven's products, so bring them on. Exactly, right? <laughs> he so scores well on our channel. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, if you guys are ever uh, close to her, I mean, she's got a you know her tour out there, but like, I should put you guys in touch so you can at least check out the van firsthand because yeah, it's super cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, so a little bit about like what's all involved in this van. Um, that was one of the things I thought was really cool. And one of the reasons that I took on this project is because she wanted to do some fairly complex systems and really build it out to be um, fully off-grid capable. And a lot of people say that like, yeah, my van is, you know, it's built for off-grid and like, yeah, all vans are, but what extent of, you know, off-grid living you can do without being reliant on, you know, going in and, and, I don't know, plugging into shore power, you know, if you don't have enough power uh, in the winter or something and like how much water can you carry and, you know, all that stuff. And is it comfortable and easy to use and does everything just work? You know, it's really hard to get all that. So that was one of the reasons that made this a good fit is that Holland wanted to live in it full time and um, she had some pretty hefty kind of design requirements that we had to meet. So it was a fun challenge. And so we ended up... Um, so yeah, so it's built to be, you know, an all season capable van. So of course, like all the plumbing's interior, everything is heated so that you can use the plumbing down to below freezing without any issues. Um, there's 40 gallons of fresh water and uh, that's all stored inside. The gray tank is stored outside, but it's insulated and heated. So it gets heated by the hydronic uh, water loop that heats kind of everything in the van. Um, so it won't freeze in the winter. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, like 40 gallons of fresh water, um, a shower, obviously, a recirculating shower, you know, toilets, um, a large battery system that I'll, I'll talk about. Uh, and then air conditioning. We put air conditioning in it too, which was like oh, wow. probably yeah. the single biggest challenge of the whole project, for me at least. Um, and we packed all this into a 144 with like, bike storage. Um, you know, she doesn't have bikes in it right now, but we built a, a tray that can be used for horizontal bike storage. Keep the Kept the bed a bit lower, which made it really feel like an open, airy layout. I like that a lot. But yeah, we put a ton of stuff in there. Um, so it was a fun challenge to figure out how to do all of that. And I think it really came out well. And, yeah, definitely. No, it's yeah. amazing. You did it yeah. again. <laughs> so the battery I'll, I'll talk a little about the battery system because that's pretty cool and then i'll talk about the ac so the yeah. battery system um with okay well so the, the air conditioner was really the core reason that we put in such a complicated battery system because in order to use like air conditioning draws a lot of power and to use air conditioning off grid you know you need to have a lot of battery capacity and you need to have a lot of solar so that's what she wanted is you know the ability to use air conditioning without plugging in and i think we got her there you know she should be able to well she can run the air conditioner for about six hours on the battery um with wow. like no solar so it's pretty good um pretty good amount that's of incredible. capacity yeah. um and it does a good job of cooling van now but anyway so what we ended up doing largely because of space constraints but also cost is uh we put a tesla battery in a repurposed upcycled tesla battery and so those are a bit tricky to put in. Um, you have to do it correct. 
Um, like any battery, you have to treat it correctly, but especially the Tesla battery, you know, you want to be careful to treat it correctly because it's a different chemistry than um, your standard lithium batteries. And so we put it in with a battery management system that integrate or that talks directly to the battery and reads all the battery parameters directly out of the, the Tesla battery has an integrated module in each pack that, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of monitors that individual pack and reports out. So the BMS that we have is kind of like a hacked Tesla, uh, a hacked system that talks directly to the Tesla battery and then interfaces with uh, the Victron components as well. So basically that Tesla battery reports out all of its parameters to our central battery management system or central, it's not a battery management system, but central electronics management system, which is um, a product that Victron just recently came out with called the Serbo, Serbo GX, I think. And that takes in um, settings and information from all of the different devices, all the different Victron devices and the Tesla battery and displays it all in one central place. And it shares parameters between all the devices. So like, you know, maximum charging current, max charging voltage, minimum charging voltage or minimum voltage, you know, all that kind of stuff is all centralized in one place. And so instead of setting all those components or all those parameters individually with the individual components it's all shared and in one place and kind of all that all the devices talk to each other so it's a pretty slick way to do it and also that device um is uh wi-fi capable and so if you have like a, a hotspot in your van you can look at that information and monitor it from literally anywhere in the world and uh-huh. um if we need to we can even log into it and troubleshoot it you know if she has any problems and help figure out if there's something weird going on or anything so it's pretty slick and um it all I'd came say. out really yeah it all came out really well it took a lot of maybe uh not, it took a bit of time and to figure out you know kind of how to get it all uh working and streamlined but it really did come out well and like everything just works now and like you don't have to think about anything and you just tap on a little touch screen and it shows you exactly what's going on you know how much battery capacity you have in volts and percentage what your draws are you know in amps coming off the battery amps and watts coming off the battery um and going out to like your dc loads and your ac loads and like what do you have any solar coming in do you have any shore power coming in it's all just like right there in one spot and super easy to look at and it logs it all and like sends it up to the cloud so you can go back and look at your history and see like how much solar have I gotten for the last month or, you know, whatever. So yeah, it's a pretty cool system. Um, yeah. So, dude. so part of, <laughs> so the, the Tesla battery was, is like uh, about 500 usable amp hours. Um, if you convert it to 12 volts, it's like a nominal 24 volt system about, uh, but if you drop it down to 10, 12 volts, it's about 500 amp hours in one pack. So like it's a lot of battery capacity, um, but like, obviously you got to get the power from somewhere. So I was like, we got to put as much solar on this thing as possible. But she also wanted a vent fan, obviously a skylight and a roof deck <laughs> and an awning. And so I was like, <laughs> all right, let's see, let's see what Bro, we can do. <laughs> this is the new definition of van life princess. Bro. <laughs> Dan, Dan, sorry, Dan, you've been out princessed. <laughs> Um, it's largely my fault that i built a van this complicated because i didn't tell her no you know i was like well 
it yeah, might be possible to like <laughs> it might be possible to do this like yeah maybe like it's gonna be difficult and i'm not sure but like yeah we can try it and she was like yeah like let's do it and i was like okay cool um so you know it wasn't just her saying like i need a van that does all these things it was a little bit of give and take you know um so uh so we ended up putting 640 watts of solar on the roof um and getting like all that other stuff on there too so it's pretty tightly packed up there now the the roof deck is about 12 inches wide by the width of the van so like you know roof deck kind of not osha certified (laughs) Uh, you're like josh from tiny home nations they give him like the hardest things to figure out and you just put it all in there I, I honestly think that Holland's van is about the limit of what you can put in a 144. I really mm. like, I don't think there's really anything else we could have put in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's kind of got everything, you know? It really does. It's loaded. It's got to be one of the most loaded vans I've ever seen. When we were watching yeah, the tour, so. there's... we were like, he did it oh, yeah, again. You can, you can see the uh, the roof deck there. Yeah, the you can see the roof deck, deck. there. Uh-huh. It's like, it's like uh, just enough for her feet. <laughs> exactly. Or like oh, a butt, man. you know. If you want to like hang your feet onto the solar panel and put your butt on the roof deck, like you can do that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at that thing. It's like a... Uh... It's bro. It's for Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. It's the, it's the, the Insta deck. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so how you, was it like working with someone that you just met <laughs> dude i want the deck that pops out that has the barbecue built in anyone can figure it out you can <laughs> <laughs> but how was it working with someone that you had never really met before since you did say she was pretty yeah hands-on? that was definitely one of my concerns going into it i was like do i want to take this on like who is this person um first of all it was kind of funny when she uh contacted me because you know how on instagram if someone wants to get your attention they'll like like you know 30 of your photos or something you're like okay who's this person and so you know there's some like verified account that likes like you know 30 of my photos and i'm like okay who is this she's got a ton of followers and like you know she's in like the celebrity and it's like this has got to be fake like you know what's going yeah. on? all right this yeah. is some spam thing yeah. i don't know whatever yeah, um, yeah. So, but like then she sent me a message and she like sounded like a real reasonable person and i was like oh, okay like this is weird um but that was definitely one of my concerns is i'm like okay like who is this and like if i'm going to be working with this girl for like three to four months on this build like who are you and do i want to commit to that without knowing you and whatever. So we talked on the phone, you know, a a few times before I said yes and made sure that like, it seemed like we got along and that, you know, we just set expectations appropriately for what it was all going to be like and stuff. And it just, it all sounded good. And it was kind of the right fit of like, you know, she really wanted to do this and was excited about it and wanted to help and like was ready to make it happen. And I was at the point where I was just like in build mode and not entirely sure what I was I mean I guess I kind of knew what I was going to do with the bus but I was like I could take like a little delay on the bus and do a different project and you know give me more time to like plan everything and also like if I make a little cash from this build then like hmm what else can I put in the bus you know Um, so yeah but it was definitely kind of like okay what's this going to be like but she showed up and she's awesome she's you know super personable and easy to easy going easy to work with and stuff so 
it all worked out really well. And I was like, super happy to that, you know, it was her as a, you know, customer and fellow like builder, instead of like, I, I don't know, not instead of anyone in particular, but just like, you never quite know, you know, who someone yeah. is going to be when they show up and like, when you really get into it. But no, it was really good. It was a fun project at the end of the day, uh, despite, you know, a lot of it being relatively stressful, <laughs> especially yeah. as we got toward our deadline at the end. Um, How long was the total project there? Uh, it was about four months. Um, she had a couple weeks that she was gone filming and uh, I didn't really do a lot during that time. <laughs> I kind of took a little bit of a break and, you know, enjoyed a little bit of the summer. But um, so it, probably it was like three and a half months of build time, something like that. Dang. Yeah. And Aren't we brought uh, your property. Yeah. So that was also that worked really well, uh, too, because she was going to get an Airbnb or something. And uh, I was working at my parents' place in um, they've got like a kind of an outbuilding shop area that we were building at. But they just built a house there. And there's a like a separate above the garage living space that I was going to be living in for like doing the bus. And it was like, well, you could probably just like rent that space instead of like trying to get an Airbnb somewhere. And then like realistically, yeah. she would have had to like rent a car because there's not things close by. And, you know, uh, her van, you like van. I wasn't I wasn't going to commit <laughs> to like having her van drivable at the end of every day, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. uh it was just like, it just worked out well, you know, it was like, well, she can rent that space and I'll just live in my van. So nice. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, we're always still getting the comments flowing in from the uh, old videos. And we were laughing the other day. This lady was like <laughs> LMAFO at the end and I had like to revisit it. O's. And I was like, oh yeah, we're some <laughs> mega, we are definitely kooks. <laughs> <laughs> we were, that was an awesome time. Like we were having a fantastic time. We were like, yeah, let's build, let's film this shower video. Like let's make it fun. <laughs> and everyone was... wanted to get in on it. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I haven't watched that no in fun. a long time. I should watch it again. <laughs> no, me neither. And I was like, I got the comment. And I was all, I was like, what is so funny about the video? And then I was like, oh man, this is actually pretty good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, that's great. Everything worked out, dude. And that van, like, <laughs> it's amazing. Lee's laughing at the Insta Deck comment. And the puppy ramp. Yeah, good point. Oh, there, yeah. There. I saw that puppy ramp and I was like, wait, what? I don't remember seeing that. The Did first you build that too? That. That's genius. Uh, kind of. Um, yeah. That was, that was at the end when uh, there was me working on it holland and then I, my friend mike had come on for like the last few weeks to help finish everything up and then his wife carrie was out periodically helping too so the puppy ramp was like at the end when like there were like four people around working on the van and we had our friend lauren doing some uh some sewing and stuff and she was like in and out too and so there's just like a lot going on and you know it was like one of the end things where it's like oh yeah also uh, we need to make this ramp for Fifel. She needs a way to get up to the bed. And I was like, <laughs> okay, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, on. so there was, there were a few iterations of it and I, I helped a little bit with it, but it was kind of a collaborative effort, but it really came out super well. And like, yeah, we ended up like, it fits. It's also the back of her bench. It's like the pad on the back of the bench, you know, and it comes out and like folds out into this dog ramp. And so it's like, 
super functional because you kind of want a backrest there anyway. So yeah. it did, I, I came around. I was like, all right, this is cool. This is a good, this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and Van there wants to know how you got a hold of a Tesla battery and how is the price comparison to the standard lithium? Secrets. Is it more, more expensive? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's significantly cheaper. Well, okay. Oh, wow. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. Um, you can buy them off eBay used um, from various sources. We have a, a source that is um, pretty, whoops. <laughs> oh, that's classified information, guys. I can't tell you that. <laughs> um, no, so we just get it off eBay more or less. But um, the price for the battery itself is a lot cheaper than a comparable. Uh, on a you know capacity standpoint, it's a lot cheaper than a comparable um, like lithium ion battery. You know, from I don't know, you know, whoever you buy lithium ions from, Battleborn or Energy or Victron or whatever. Um, but the caveat is that since the Tesla batteries run at a weird range, um, they run 19 to 25 volts. Um, you need to like, you need to put in a lot of supplemental components. Like you need a main contactor to shut it off, you know, in case it gets over voltage, under voltage, anything, you need the battery management system. You need additional supplemental components that can work with that voltage range. You need a 12 volt converter, you know, whatever. So at the end of the day, when you do, when you price everything out, compared to like a traditional lithium system it's if you're going anywhere near that capacity it's cheaper to do the tesla system but not by much like you're if you're going to go like way up in capacity and put like three of them in for like 1500 amp hours then like it'd be way cheaper because a lot of those other components you, you only need to buy one of them you know and so the the price per amp hour goes way down so when you get into like high power systems um the price is lower, but like, it's a lot more complicated to implement. And like, if you're not doing it yourself, which like you really need to know what you're doing and need to do a lot of research to do it properly yourself, then like, you're going to be paying someone to do it. And like, you're probably going to be paying more for someone that knows how to do the Tesla system and like has done it before and can do it comfortably and safely versus just a simple lithium system. <laughs> where, so. where do you get those Lee just wrote Tesla batteries? <laughs> Uh, eBay. eBay. Oh, okay. They come out of they come out of wrecked cars generally. Yeah, wrecked I know muscles. Jamie has. I think his are Tesla, aren't they? They. I think they are. He's got yeah. some older ones. I'm not sure what model they're out of. I think his is a 48 volt system. But yeah, yeah. he's got them too. There, you know, you it. see them around. Like we're we're certainly not the first ones to put a Tesla battery in a camper, but um, you don't see it very often. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting to know that they are cheaper the more capacity that you if have. You're, if you're putting in like a high capacity system, then it's yeah. cheaper. Yeah. 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 Nice. Jamie says he uses the EV West in San oh, Marcos. There you go. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's got to ask. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not familiar with that one actually, but it's cool. Yeah. So, man, you bought this bus yeah. like. I did. What's, what's, go, what's going on? We all want to hear about it. Oh, it's just sitting in Wisconsin under a tarp, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably surrounded by a lot of snow right now. You did the roof raise and everything too, right? I did. How I did, did that do the go? roof raise. Um, so the roof raise itself was, you know, it was, there were parts of it that were pretty tricky, but like overall, I didn't think it was that bad. It's just time consuming. And like riveting on the sheet metal on the outside is pretty time consuming. 
uh, and definitely a two person job. And I was like mm-hmm. recruiting people, you know, sporadically to like help with it. So it was kind of slow, but, yeah. um, the, uh, so I raised the roof from the, from the back all the way to the front of the bus. Um, some people, I don't know if you're familiar at all with like bus roof raises, like- but a lot of times they'll cut it like behind the front kind of cab area and mm-hmm. have a transition down to the front. But I just didn't see the point of that. <laughs> um, I thought that it made more sense to like raise the entire thing all the way up to, so mine's a, a flat front. And so I thought it made more sense to raise the whole thing all the way up to the front because A, you get more interior space above the cab and B, you can't, you don't have to stop your solar or whatever you're putting up there where like the transition goes down, you get like an extra, you know, six, eight feet of roof space for like solar or roof deck or whatever. And again, like my, um, advice is always to put as much solar as you can possibly fit on any vehicle you're going to be living out of because like mm-hmm. power is always a, a limiting factor. Uh, so I'm going to put, I'm going <laughs> to, put a pretty hefty electrical system in the bus and like I'm going to cover that entire dang roof that you know with either a roof deck or solar panels basically so um I raised it so anyway point being I raised it all the way at the front and like some of the structural stuff at the front was a little hard to figure out like exactly where I cut and dissect this you know the spot that's going to stay low and you know the structure around the windshield and whatever to um to the roof getting figuring out like where to cut all that and kind of how to get it apart was somewhat tricky trickier than i appreciated going into it i knew it was going to be like something to figure out but it was a little little difficult um but aside from that like i was there's plenty of good like youtube tutorials out there on how to do it you know like chris's info that you're showing right now was like awesome and and wes uh from transcend existence he's awesome like shout out to wes for putting tons of good roof raise content out there and like really showing pretty well, like how it's done and what to do and everything. I relied on his stuff a lot, Um, but yeah, like it's, it's all well-documented, you know? And so you just kind of jump into it and start getting into metal fabrication mode. And um, it was, it went pretty well, like no real issues. Um, So yeah, I got, so I got the roof raise pretty much done. I don't quite have all the sheet metal back on the outside. There's like a couple spots where I still have a little bit of detail work to do where like I'm going to put a different style front door in and I haven't quite put all the sheet metal back around there because I'm probably going to like modify the frame or the door frame or door jam that's in there. Uh, and then I'm doing this fold down deck thing on the side of it too. And so I have like a little, I have some, some sheet metal work to do right around the edge there as well. Yeah, Kevin said you have yeah, like a I was like, that's next. some sort of like <laughs> platform that comes down or something. Yeah. Okay. So anyone like you guys can appreciate this, but like living in a van, you have this big sliding door to the side, right? And one of the things that's really cool is like you keep that door open a lot when you're out in nature. And it's just like, you know, the outside mm-hmm. is right there and the inside is right here and you go in and out a lot. And as I was kind of thinking more about like, how am I going to use this bus and like, how am I going to make it fit into what's important in my lifestyle? I was like, I'm not going to have that in the bus. I'm having to have like a front door that's stuck way up front and like windows. Yeah. Like windows are cool, but I really want to have it kind of be open. 
And some people do that and accomplish that with like a handicap door. And that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But the bus I got didn't have one. And I like, I just couldn't, I, that was sort of on my radar, but like, I didn't quite find the, a, a scenario where that worked. So I ended up deciding to make this fold down deck thing where the whole, there's like an eight foot, I think it's maybe a little under eight foot section of the side of the bus where like the side folds down and opens up to become a deck when it's flat and like is just open. So that was like my, my compromise for like getting rid of, you know, like my not having the sliding door in the van. That was like, okay, I can like open up the whole side of this bus and it's going to really like feel like the outside is inside and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the thing that I'm most excited about, I think with it. And uh, I've got it about, two thirds done or so I've got it. I've got the whole structure made and framed out and it folds down and I got the hydraulics hooked up. So it folds up and down on its own right now. But what I'm also going to do is when it folds down, I didn't design it to be strong enough to support people on it. When it's down, it can support itself, but just because of the geometry of the hydraulics and everything, I wanted it to be like tucked away pretty unseen and everything. And so I couldn't make that strong enough to support like everything. So my, what I decided to do is make like legs that come down and support it. So the the deck will fold up and then legs will come down and like hit the ground to support the deck. So I don't have, I have the legs like made, but I haven't installed them all and like hooked up the hydraulics to that and stuff yet. So I got to like do that. And then I got to put like (laughs) sheet metal on the outside of it. And then that's like pretty much done. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about like, all that of us are jealous of like <laughs> I'm still here thinking like Kurt. I know some people are jealous of the bus in the in the comments yeah, too. Yeah, so. I have a van. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to You gonna put guess. an instant deck on that bus? No, man. That's gonna be a, a bus deck, a full, fully functional deck. No, no instant deck there. <laughs> the dance floor. Are you just gonna put a huge deck up there, or what? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I'm actually, how cool! I'm also really, really looking forward to having a big, proper roof deck because I love climbing up on top of my van, um, and I've never had a proper roof deck on my van. I've just climbed onto the roof. And right now I just put another solar panel up there, like a big solar panel that covers the whole back half of my van. And so there's like no room left up there to just sit. And so uh, I'm really excited to like have that space again on the bus and have it be like a proper built out deck that doesn't have any uh, anything in the way and like is big enough to go up and really hang out on with, you know, Multiple a bunch people. of people and like, sleep up there if i want you know like whatever yeah have a band play up there if you want yeah <laughs> uh where do you even find a bus like i don't think craigslist has um, like the most buses but where else would we yeah find good question um so ultimately you know buses pretty much all come from school districts there's a few other applications where people use them and resell them but like generally they go from school buses at auctions so auctions are like a good way to um to find like cheap buses but you kind of have to wait for a while and like look for the right one and i was like not really about that um i bought it like in the beginning of the pandemic and it seemed like there really there were a few auctions going on but like a lot of stuff just wasn't happening 
So I was kind of looking around at other sites and stuff, and I found this uh, this truck yard in Tennessee. So first of all, I kind of settled on this specific bus, um, this specific like body style. I don't maybe there's a good picture of it on my Instagram. I haven't actually posted a lot of bus pics. Yeah, I don't maybe see. Maybe like yeah. back. Scroll down to like maybe when I bought it. Did I post post one from when I bought it? I don't know. Is this it? No, no. I guess maybe I don't even have a good one on there. All right. No, maybe just on your stories. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I posted a lot of story stuff about the bus, but I didn't oh, really, I haven't been doing a lot of uh, actual Instagram posting lately. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, I know um, we actually noticed that because we haven't either. And we're like, oh, he's not that active right now either. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't a priority for me over the summer. But anyway, so this bus that I got, I picked, like, I saw a couple other, it's a 2002 Amtran Genesis, and I saw a couple other um, instances of this bus in um like online and whatever and i i decided that it really was like the right it sits up pretty high off the ground a little higher than a lot of the buses that i looked at and it's kind of the right combination of like wheelbase and overall length and kind of aspect ratio i'll say for like off-roading and not that i like plan to do a ton of off-roading on this bus but <laughs> coming coming from my van and like I love being able to go down like literally almost any road in my van. Um, obviously I'm not going to be able to do that in the bus, but I want to get like as much of that ability back as I can. So I was like, okay, I want to like, if I can get a bus with like a little higher ground clearance and like a good relatively short wheelbase, like that's, you know, I'm doing it. So I was kind of looking for this specific bus and I found uh, this place in Tennessee that had, three of them posted online and I was like, Oh, this is cool. These look reasonable. And I like called them and it's this huge truck lot that like the place literally probably had a thousand trucks there. It was insane. Probably more than that. I'm just like purely guessing. It was like, yeah. they had different, like, you know, there's like one lot that's across the street and one that's like, you got to go down and halfway around the block and, you know, pull into this other entrance to get to like the back lot. And, like it was huge. But anyway, I'm talking to this guy and, you know, I'm like, oh, like these buses. And he's just like, I don't know. I'll see if I can find it. And like it took like honestly about two weeks of back and forth where he was like, I don't think these buses exist. And he like sent me a photo of like a big like bus in a scrap pile and was like, I think we scrapped those buses because they didn't sell. And I'm like looking at the taillights and I'm like, no, I, that's actually not the bus. Like I can tell from the pictures, the design's a little different. Like, but I would just kind of gave up on it after that. And then he texted me back like a week later and he's like, yo, look what I found. And it's just like stuck in the back of this lot somewhere <laughs> that like the dude couldn't even find the bus. You know, he's like, I don't know. He says we have it. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I drove down there. It was this place in Tennessee and I drove drove over there after I talked to him a little bit more, and he took some more pictures of it. I was like, okay, I guess I'm kind of committing myself to this thing, but it seemed about right. So I went there and, like, checked it out, and everything looked pretty good. I picked the best. He only found two of the buses. The third was still MIA. And, like, the <laughs> second one, yeah, I, I don't know. The second one was, like, uh, pretty in pretty rough shape. So this was the one, number 18, and I was like, all right. Let's, we're doing it and then i proceeded to like try to talk him down like a thousand bucks a day i don't know why i was just like nope i'm not paying i can't pay five thousand dollars for this bus it's just too much 
I can only get four. <laughs> you didn't take it? <laughs> he did. They took four for it. Um, oh, nice. I, That's amazing. I, I played hardball. I, like, I was like, I played hardball. I was like, no way, man. It's only worth four. Dude, the was... tires, the speedometer didn't work. The dash didn't work. I had to like solder the dash back together before I could drive the thing back. And like, I was like, no, nah, man, you got to give me some money off. Like, there's shit wrong with this bus, you know? <laughs> yeah, like for real. How much do tires cost for one of those? A lot. Things? A yeah. lot of money. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like one of our first questions. We looked I at know, the bus, we're all like, Look at those damn, tires. that thing's dope, it's huge. And I was like, when How much do the that? tire before we actually get? Uh, I asked the group that said, How much do you guys out there think the tires cost? Closest <laughs> <laughs> one wins a uh, Van Coos sticker pack. And Van uh, there has a good idea, she's wondering if you're going to rent out your sprinter when you're in the bus. Um, I'm probably just going to sell it, but I don't quite know yet. I haven't really decided my, my bus or my van is kind of, it's seen some better days. Um, it's got the biggest issue is that it's got a lot of body rust that's starting to pop up and like, I need to fix that before I sell it. Or like, I mean, I can totally sell it as is, but like, it's an, it's an issue that someone is going to need to fix. And like, mm -hmm. it probably makes more sense for me to just address that before I sell it. So like, I don't know. I haven't quite decided like, when am I going to sell it? And I'm not even worrying about it until I get closer to having the bus done, which might be a little while, especially with kind of focusing on van conversions for a little while. Um, I'm going to be doing the bus in parallel with van conversions over the next six months, but I don't know how much time I'm going to get to really spend on it. Oh, nice. All right, we got two guesses, four fifty a piece and two fifty a piece. From Austin. I think so. They they vary a bit, but I think that they're more like like five to seven hundred a piece. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Matt Bolton's got all the stickers already, so. <laughs> Sorry, and there's buddy. six of them, not just four, you know, because it's got oh. two on the back. Oh, wow. wow oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. So. Okay, if I look yeah, at... way to talk him down. Yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. So if you're getting a bus, guys, you can always uh, talk him down on the tires, speedometers. <laughs> <laughs> if the speedometer happens to not work. <laughs> and, like, oh, and you're pretty savvy. Like, does everyone need to be pretty savvy mechanically? with these things it depends on you know what you're gonna try to do with it and what shape it's in you know when you start and how comfortable you are just taking it to a shop and paying someone to do like whatever they tell you it needs because like otherwise how are you gonna know um i've been so with my sprinter my my mindset going into it you know sprinters are complicated vehicles and I, I guess I was, you know, I was pretty mechanically savvy before doing the Sprinter, but I didn't know anything about diesels or this specific vehicle. So the first time, you know, stuff broke, I was like, okay, I would much rather like take the time to learn about this vehicle and, you know, invest in like future breakdowns that I'm going to have and learn how to do this myself than just pay someone to do it. So that's kind of been yeah. my mo all along the way and it's kind of going to be the same with the bus now probably just because you kind of need specialized equipment to work on a lot of aspects of the bus because it's huge and heavy yeah. um i'll probably end up paying to have a lot more done on it than i do on my van but i still want to know as much as possible so actually when i first got the, the bus i was like okay i want to learn about this thing 
And so I called around to a few shops to try to find like a place that would just give me some mechanics, um, you know, an hour or two of mechanic time to like have someone that knows the vehicles um, go over it with me and like answer questions and point out like, here's this thing, it, you know, like the brake systems on these are complicated. And like, I don't know what stuff is and what it does without spending a whole lot of time reading up online. So I was like, this is probably worth my time to just like pay a couple hours of mechanic time. So I took mm -hmm. it to this like international dealer and like, it wasn't anything that I wanted. They're like, what do you want? We'll do a like inspection on it, but like you can't be there for it. And we're just going to give you like a check sheet at the end of the day that says like, yes, we looked at this. No, this needs to be redone. And I was like, that's, this is not what I want. So yeah. luckily I found a, a good friend of mine, his brother, uh, he's a diesel mechanic and was in the area and was like, yeah, I'll go over it with you. And like, I don't know, take a look at it. And so he, he was like super awesome. And like, you know, crawling around underneath and like, you know, this is a Bendix D2 dryer and like, you know, you can get those from this store. Like I see a little drip here, keep an eye on that. Like maybe, you know, do this test or whatever. And so like, that was like super, super valuable. And I would a hundred percent recommend that to anyone that's going to like buy a bus, just try to find a local mechanic, you know, not like a, a dealer or like a big shop, but just a, like a local small mechanic that knows these vehicles or maybe even like find someone on craigslist or friend of a friend you know if your your brothers cousins uncles friend like happens to be a diesel mechanic see if he'll like you know give you some time and check it out with you um i thought that was very valuable and um i definitely like recommend that because yeah they're complicated vehicles they're just they, they have different systems than you know automobiles yeah do you need a special license for that thing that is kind of a complicated question. Um, no is the short answer. And I think that the way it works is if you're, uh, so you would need a CDL if you were driving it uh, commercially, but if you're not, you can, I think you can drive a vehicle that's over the CDL weight limit, not for commercial purposes without a, a CDL. And that's what mm -hmm. this is like. This is like I own this vehicle personally. I'm not using it for business purposes. So like I can drive it as is even registered as a school bus without a CDL, um, at least in Wisconsin. And at least that was my takeaway and interpretation when I read up on it. I am not positive if that's 100 percent correct for everywhere, but I, I think it more or less is. Um, but I know that once you register it and change it to an RV, then like it doesn't, a, the CDL thing oh, is yeah. just like not applicable anymore. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. So nice. my bus is a, uh, a Vermont RV bus, like many of them out there. And it's super easy to change it over. Oh, cool. That's a good tip. What yeah. was it called? Vermont uh, so, so, so uh, maybe I should explain that. Uh, Vermont allows you to register vehicles even if you don't live in the state and their process for um, changing a title from like any other kind of vehicle to an RV is very simple. You basically just declare that this is an RV and that you do need to have you do need to have like the standard like you know cooking toilet. facilities, sleeping facilities, toilet, whatever like pretty much every state. But yeah. Vermont doesn't have a they if you go to Vermont, you have to get it inspected. But if you don't go to Vermont, you don't ever have to get it inspected. And they'll just send you the <laughs> license plates and title and be like, yep, OK, you said it's an RV. It's an RV. Okay. So, uh, Is that so like South Dakota like, where you just need an address for like 24 um, hours or something? 
you don't have to be a resident of the state. The, uh -huh. Like they'll register a vehicle. You know, I just provided my Wisconsin address and everything. And like, they're like, I don't know. They, they did it. <laughs> they don't seem crazy. To huh. Yeah. So that's a little that's loophole a... that like, apparently everyone with a school bus knows, but like there's good info <laughs> on schoolie.net about that and, and everything. Okay. But, so I took that. Route. Yeah. That's super good resource for, um, for bus stuff. It might be S K O. Is it? Is it? No. S K. Yeah, S K O O L I E. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Any knows. <laughs> so for Dot the bus, since you built the bus, halfway built the bus just because of no, it's I probably snowing there. I no, just like a third bus. or something. <laughs> not, not even close. <laughs> well, we expect we expect it to levitate, bro. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what advice would you give people going into it that are choosing? Because I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, I would maybe want a van or a bus." Like, what would you help give to guide them? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say because I haven't lived in a bus. Um, I just think I want to live in a bus. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you like why I chose the bus instead of after doing a van for four years. That's probably like important yeah. information. So I guess the van is great. Like I love my van and I love having everything I need with me and having it be simple. And like, all I do is I just pick up and I drive somewhere else. And now that's where I live. Like, that's awesome. And I yeah. like the lifestyle a lot, but as far as day-to-day -day, like living and comfort like it's still a van at the end of the day and like it's not the most comfortable space to live in and like it's totally fine for a year or two but like it's been four years for me and I'm kind of like you know I felt it a little while ago a couple years ago honestly that I was like all right I'm kind of ready to like do something else and um you know I just didn't quite know what was next and nothing was really like jumping out at me as super appealing you know i thought about like doing the tiny home thing or you know building like a tiny home that i would tow behind me or just a bigger van with more space and like a little more i don't know features i guess i like the 144 a lot but like mm -hmm. a 170 would probably be fine it probably really wouldn't limit me that much um so i've thought about all that and none of it just really quite stuck that much and i never i kind of had thought about a school bus but i never thought that like it seemed like it would fit into my current lifestyle that much. Um, but I guess like, as I've kind of thought about slowing down more and like basing out of one place for a long time, for a while, and like maybe getting land and just like posting up there for a while with like some periodic trips out to places around the year, it kind of became a little bit more of a realistic thing that I thought might make sense for me. And then um, really it was last year I went to Schooly Palooza and I think just seeing buses firsthand and like walking into some and being like, whoa, this is like a house, you know, like there's yeah. like, there's so much space, you know, you have you different areas. It's like, exactly. I can like yeah. really do yoga. Um, <laughs> you have like, instead of like my, you know, where I work and sit down and work being the exact same spot that I sit to do like anything else. And like, if I'm going to like make dinner, I'm going to like, instead of being right here, I'm going to turn and be right here. Like yeah. you can, you can get up and like walk to a different area of the bus, even if it's only 10 feet away. It's like, that's the living room. This is the kitchen. Here's the desk over here. And I think kind of having that division of space 
will help me a lot feel like it's just it's bigger and like I'm not just in the same spot the entire day. And like right now, you know, it's easy. I'm just like, I'm kind of bored. I should eat some food. Let me just open this cabinet and like grab a snack out of there. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I, Everything's that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I eat way more. I, I'm always just, we just buy less snacks in the van. Cause you're just like, they're too close. They're too accessible. They're, all, they're gone. Chocolate's gone. Chips are gone. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so um anyway so th- so i kind of started thinking like okay maybe this bus is like a real thing that i could do that would that would like make sense for me if i'm if my goal is kind of to not move around as much um i do move around a lot in the van and i love the ability to do that but a lot of it is because i say yes to things just because like i can it's like sure I'm going to drive two hours and like go do this other thing just because like, why not? What else am I doing? And like, that kind of gets tiring after a while. And so, and I I end up not spending a lot of time in some of the places that I visit, you know, I'll go there for a couple days and then it's like, well, I got to like go on to this other thing that I've committed to go do. And, you know, some of the places that I've seen, there's really a lot of things there that I still haven't done. Um, Even though I've crisscrossed the, you know, any given place, you know, a dozen times maybe over the four years. Um, so I think that my goal with the bus is going to be to like stay somewhere for, you know, the full extent of your 14 day camping limit on like BLM land uh, and then, you know, go somewhere else and really kind of try to be at home more where I go. And I'm going to carry a motorcycle and I'll be able to use that to like, you know, run into town and do errands or go out and like meet people for a hike or to go climb or whatever. And so I think that it just the lifestyle change is going to be is going to fit well with what I'm looking for more of in my life. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like where I'm at with why I decided to do the bus. And, you know, I really do like living on the road and, you know, just the community that's here and that you find out on the road. I like that a lot. And I still want to keep doing that. But. I just want it to feel more comfortable and more like a real home. So yeah, we're excited to hang out in it whenever yeah. it's ready. <laughs> when it's raining, it'll be, the it's gonna be to go. everyone's going to be in the bus. Yeah, I'm going to have to like make friends with a bunch of other bus people so that I'm not just always the spot that everyone comes to hang out. We'll, we'll build a that, we'll build a bus too, and then we'll perfect. Yeah, perfect. yeah we'll be your other bus yeah, friends. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mackenzie and Jonathan are building a, a bus, like a shuttle bus. It's a bit smaller, but they just bought one and they're like crushing yeah, it already. Oh, I saw that, like the church yeah. bus or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good little size. Yeah. Yeah, people, that's sweet. Some other people are making the transition too, you know? Yeah, more space. <laughs> maybe, maybe the kooks are next. Who knows? Yeah. Mm. I know when you bought yours, I was like, oh, we should get a bus. <laughs> we'll just follow whatever Stephen does. Yeah. He'll just pave the path for yeah. us. <laughs> we were like, oh, we'll just leave it at Ethan's house and be like, and like yeah. turn into sorry, dude. <laughs> we'll be back, man. <laughs> for sure. That's yeah. my informal deadline is to have it livable and, and be able to take it to Burning Man this year if it happens. But that's yeah. like, that's kind of my personal goal and deadline for it. Oh, cool. How was Burning Man last year in or the van? Two years or ago. two years ago, yeah. Twenty twenty. No, it, it, yeah. it was nothing special. You guys didn't miss anything. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> sucks. That place sucks. Everyone in the chat. It was, it was okay. I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe I go. If anyone invites you guys in the chat to Burning Man, you heard it here. It's it's boring, man. Boring, like that. Yeah, if you get tickets, just send them our way. Like you don't even want them. Yeah. 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 They're like they're not. It's just like such a hassle. It costs so much money. You got to buy a bunch of food and stuff, and like it's hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. They were. saying that hector was like man charco bro he roughed it out there <laughs> i know he was <laughs> in, a, a in his tent man that was rough burning yeah. man was better next year yeah burning man is always better <laughs> next year especially yeah. this year it was the best next year <laughs> <laughs> well that yeah. just about covers it i'd love to just kind of get into the camper van stuff and if you're going to be getting some going and what people can do if they're interested and yeah for sure thanks for asking um so right now we're we've got space that we've got rented for the next six months and the goal is to just do a few builds in that period but like not too much because i got a bus that i need to build so um we've got a couple builds on the docket right now but we really we do have space for another slot or maybe two so like anyone out there really wants a build um get in touch we are really trying to specialize in kind of the higher end stuff akin to holland's build that has you know some of these high-end systems um that's that's one of the reasons that i decided to like do this van conversion company is like there aren't a lot of companies out there that are doing the kind of builds that you really can be like comfortable living off grid full time in. And that's what I want to provide and specialize in. So like, yeah, we, we might do some like lower end builds with like water jug setups and whatever, like those are, you know, that's great. Nothing wrong with that, but like, it's probably kind of not what we're going to target. So if you want like a cool, crazy build with like something that no one else will take on, like get in touch. That's kind of, that's the stuff we want to do. If you love Holland's build and want the same thing, like let us know. Um, we've got, you know, we got a slot or two left, uh, but we'll see what happens. I'm trying to like not take on too much right now because I really want to focus on this bus and like getting that done and, you know, getting into like a more comfortable long-term lifestyle. Learning to say no sometimes. <laughs> yes. Like, that I could do that, but an important skill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thanks for saying yes oh, yeah. to us. Uh, yeah. Totally. But yeah, re- reach out. Uh, our Instagram is at Nowhere Vans, or you can check out the website and send some contact info, or just like send it to me. I get messages too, obviously. Um, but yeah, like let let us know if you're interested in the build. Yeah. No, there. I would highly recommend it. You get a van from Stephen. You get to break the internet, and you get <laughs> every feature possible. The Coops will do your van tour if you get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, my, that's my nowhere vans. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll need to collab on, on things like that. Ooh, that's a good idea. We could come out and shoot the fleet. Yeah, there you go. Charco back. Come on, Charco. Come back. Charco, you're questions. coming out of retirement, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing normal life. So before we cut, um, how many tattoos are going on out there at uh, – Oh, RTR 2021. Not enough. Not, en- <laughs> not nearly enough. It's kind of disappointed. <laughs> no, it's pretty low key. I'm out here in courtside with a few other people, and uh, it's it's great. Like it's awesome, but you know we're trying to keep it low key and like not get too many people because of COVID, and we're not like doing a whole lot in close proximity, obviously. Um, 
but yeah, it's good. It's awesome to be out here in the desert and like hanging out with band people, you know, band folks. Yeah. How's the weather out in Corsa? Is it pretty warm? Uh, yeah, it's been like 60s, probably high 60s during the day. You know, in the sun, it's beautiful and like nice. Um, you guys should come, come hang out. Yeah, Ian wants to see the tattoo. He's like, come he knows, on, show us the he tattoo. Knows, show he, us. Knows he knows what, what it looks like. like. Yeah, he pretty much has a matching one. <laughs> he does. I know. He literally like the adventure before dementia came from when he was getting his tattoo. I was like, Shit, that's awesome. I want to get that. It was the perfect theme for like our our little camp there, you know, and our experience. Yeah, that was so yeah. fun. I'm glad we were able to do that before all this like COVID stuff happened. I know, I know. <laughs> I hope it's over this year sometime, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back. Vancouver's Village will be back. Steven, the best camp counselor ever. Yeah. Back. <laughs> His bus will be levitating. <laughs> we're going to break the internet in 2021. But, uh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Thanks cool. for coming out and everyone's in the chat. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Thank you guys. I haven't, I can't see the chat on my tiny phone screen, but uh, I appreciate all the questions and interaction and thank you kooks for reading all that stuff. So I don't have to. Yeah, I know often Todd wanted you to put a hammock stand off the front of your van. Of my van? Your, your bus. Oh. Your bus. Yeah. There's going to be, <laughs> there'll be some spots for hammocks on the bus for sure. Yeah. You know, I was looking at the bus front and like the front where you said that you have to cut off where the window is, there's not uh, much space there. You know where you, where you had to cut the oh, roof off? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not. You're right. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't have a good way to show it to you or anything right now, but I'll post, I promise I'll post more bus stuff once I'm back in Wisconsin. <laughs> Yay. Nice, man. Well. Yeah. It was so much fun hanging out with you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was great to catch up and see you guys. I hope I get to see you in person sometime before too long. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're just yeah. a state away, so if you uh, cruise this way, just let us know. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I'm going to be chasing some snow on the way back to Wisconsin, I think. Oh, it's been an w interesting year, but Wolf Creek is where it's been at. Everyone has been going there. Oh, they got dumped on? I actually haven't been following it that much, but uh, and. Cool. I guess the ski areas are so weird with everything being closed. Wolf Creek's been like fully operational and they have like a ton of snow. It's, I don't know. It's one of those years where like these little ski areas are really shining. Yay. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool yeah. to see. All right. We'll get that powder, bro. And catch you later. For sure. Thanks guys. Good to catch yeah, up with you. Thank you so much. It was All good right. to catch up with you too. Yeah. Take it easy. All right. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. And we hope you learned something with Steven. I mean, he's a genius. Reach out to him. Check out his website. We forgot to show some of the nerdy stuff that he does. It's so cool. He has like a heat gun in his van and stuff. So make sure and check out his website. It is full of tons of stuff. And if you need a van build, let Steven do it. It'll come out rad. Yeah, I'm trying to pull all these links up. <laughs> I'm trying to be the Jamie of Van Kooks and talk. So it's a, it's a tough job, you know. So we're going to hire a Jamie soon, and we're working on the quality issues, but it sounded great today. Thanks. Like and subscribe.
And yeah, we'll see you guys later and we'll have Neil on next week. So it's going to get trippy, guys. So get ready. All right, you kooks. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. Uh, It's a big help if you guys can give us a podcast review and give us a thumbs up. Also, uh, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Van Kooks channel on YouTube and catch these podcasts live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will catch you next week for another Three Lefts Make a Right podcast. Oh yeah, adventure before dementia. Don't forget.